waiting for Facebook to catch up. All right. Welcome back. This is the Katie Speaking Live True podcast, but this is about you taking your heart to God, no matter what it looks like. And it might look messy. It might look rough. And in this episode of our podcast um, at katiespeakingpodcast.com, you can get all caught up. But on this particular one, we're looking at July 7th, and I'm in a summer series called Katie's Seventh Grade Prayer Journal, Taking Your Heart to God. So these are prayers to encourage you, daily prayers to encourage you to pray about everything, whether you're 13, 33, or 103. <laughs> I'm somewhere in between. Yeah. So um, in this particular podcast, just a quick follow up. If you listen to the previous podcast, um, that would be episode 51. It ended with my cat having an emergency. And I just want you to know my cat's okay. <laughs> She's a beautiful, long haired cat and um, she just had a furball. So if you listen to episode 51 of the podcast, that's what happened. Everything's okay. Kitty is fine. Her name is Figaro and she's doing really well right now. But those are one of, that's one of those things you can pray about, right? It's like, how is my cat? <laughs> is she going to be okay? Like having a sick pet is like one of the worst things in the world. So that's another example of like taking your heart to God. Like you can pray for your pet. Did you know that? <laughs> you totally can because God cares about that. And we will be ending this particular episode by going back to scripture. We'll be talking about truce number two. Uh, number two and number three of five, which I repeat every single time I do this podcast, unless there's an emergency with my cat, like there was earlier. And so we'll be dumping into that. Truth number two is that God is the best friend you could ever have. And truth number three just is that God's love softens hearts. So um, get ready. This is a special episode. I'm going to get really, really vulnerable with you all and share with you something I'm not particularly, well, I'll just We'll just go there. Okay, so if you're following along in the book, um, it's Tuesday, July 7th, 1992. Dear God, even though you know, I just hung around the whole day. I don't feel well, and I might just stay in bed tomorrow. Grandma got the zipper for my shorts, and I got to try them on. They look cute, and Graham says I look taller, and that they're very slenderizing. <laughs> I had a dream last night about Rev a girl I knew from school and a whole bunch of other girls trying to get into my house and beat me up. Rev, I think, was the only girl I recognized. Rachel, Amanda Harris, and Jane Reagan were the only people helping me defend myself. I think my brother Christian was there, but I'm not sure. These girls were all dressed up in formal gowns, as if they were trying to look or show that they were better than me. I got the feeling and even saw in my dream that for a while they'd been trying to get into my house and maybe take something important away from me. Maybe they were trying to take my mom. I can only remember little bits from the dream. Anyway, I'm glad it's over. Mom called this morning and I was asleep. Grandma just told her that I cried for a while before I went to sleep. She told Grandma that she would call tonight, but she never did. Graham kept asking if I wanted to talk or call her, and finally I did. She wasn't home, and Christian answered. I told him to tell her that Grandma called. P.S. I should be getting a lot more mail tomorrow. I can't wait. I want to go home soon. Please make it possible. I don't think I'm going to last here. Love you, Katie. P.P.S. <laughs> I guess I vowed in my head that I wouldn't call Mom. I wonder what she's doing right now. It's late. It must be around midnight. I couldn't sleep when Graham went to bed, so I watched TV for a little while. 
I feel like crap. When I stand up and walk away, I get dizzy. Sometimes I wish I'd just faint. I've never fainted before, and I think it might be interesting to do so. I haven't been trusting you with my life, and I'm sorry. I'm not exactly sure what I've trusted you with, but I'm sure you know. Please take over. Right now, I feel so scared, and I don't know why. Please comfort me. I really feel like I'm in a very unstable situation right now about the people that are in my life and the situations, as Amy Grant would sing it. This, these are song lyrics from Amy Grant. You might know this. It's from one of her older albums. Lord, I'm really glad you're here. I hope you feel the same when you see all my fear and how I fail. I fall sometimes. It's hard to walk in sinking sand. I miss the rock and find I've nowhere else to stand. And I start to cry. Lord, please help me. Raise my hand so you can lift me up. Hold me close. Hold me tighter. I have found a place where I can hide. It's safe inside your arms of love. Oh, man. I would sing that lyric over and over again. I absolutely loved it, and it comforted me so much. It comforts me even now. Lord, thank you for those inspiring words and that song from Amy. (laughs) They help a lot. Dear God, comfort everyone in my life. Whatever happened the rest of the day isn't important. I love you and help me to have more faith in you. With all my love and in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now to the two truths, that God is the best friend you could ever have and that God's love softens hearts. We're going to Romans 8, 26 through 30 and 35 through 39 says it best. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groaning that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute? or in danger, or threatened with death. As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Verse 37 says no. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus, who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. 
Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. (laughs) Isn't that good? What this means for you is that God had a plan and has a plan. He will be with you, helping you, saving you, and not only you, but also everyone that you care about. God cares about them too. So you can pray to God about everything and everyone, and he is ready to help, and he will be there to listen. He is your best friend. Ooh, so good. Truth number three is that God's love softens hearts. God's love softens hearts. How was your sixth grade year? (laughs) Or if you haven't had a sixth grade year yet, think about last year. Was it easy? Was it fun? Was it hard? Do you not want to think about last year? Sixth grade for me was really rough because a horrible thing happened to me. And everyone knew it. And I was angry. And I was embarrassed. And I was ashamed. And I didn't have the words to say how I was feeling. By the end of sixth grade, My friends at school almost stopped talking to me. I didn't know why, and it really hurt my feelings. So my mom had my friends come over with their moms to see what was going on, and it turns out that I was being mean to them, and I didn't even realize it. I will say that I've had someone come back to me since then, and without solicitation, she said she doesn't remember me that way at all. God was merciful. (laughs) and is merciful. He was merciful to me in that situation and now. Many of those friends that came over that day left for different schools that summer, and I started going to a new youth group, and that youth group was a fresh start for me. Hold on just a second. That youth group was a fresh start for me. The people who invited me there you've probably heard about some of them in these prayers, were wonderful, imperfect people like me, but they made a decision to follow Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior. And I knew I needed a Savior. I needed to be saved from my anger and hurt. I needed help to forgive those who hurt me. I needed help to forgive myself for hurting my friends. I needed help to care that I hurt them. And I needed a fresh start. Jesus gives us a fresh start again and again. Ezekiel 36, 26 says this, and I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Let me read that again. Ezekiel 36, 26, and I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and I will give you a tender, responsive heart. God gave me a new heart. When you read these prayers, remember, or listen to this podcast, remember that it was God who took away my heart of stone and gave me a heart of flesh. God gave me a heart that cared so much for others and that was willing and learning to love like Jesus. God literally healed my heart with his love and with his people at the church youth group. He will do the same for you when you ask for help. I promise. I still ask Jesus every day to help me love others, and I still need and want to be around people who love Jesus and are growing in their faith. So the two promises, God is the best friend you could ever have from Romans 8, and God will give you a new heart. 
from Ezekiel 36, 26. Hold on to those promises, my dear friend. What this means is no matter what is happening, there is hope for your situation. There is hope for you because of Jesus. And when you grab that hope and you hold on to it, you can share it with others. Grab hold of the hope that we have in Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.